welcome to the Museum of Everything. The museum's gallery is currently running an exhibition of French Impressionist painters. Anyone interested should go to museum reception and say, Show me the money! <laughs> Okay, cheers and thanks and cheers, okay, cheers. Hello and welcome to the Museum of Everything. Quick safety announcement first off. In the event of an emergency evacuation resulting from a fire, flood or bomb, for example, please do make your way to one of the exit doors. Then open the exit door. Pass through the exit door. And walk away from the burning, flooding or exploding exploding building. Sorry we have to spell that out so specifically, but during the last fire we had here in 19... Thursday. (laughs) Yes, Thursday. 19 Thursday. A lot of stupid people made it as far as the exit door, but sadly no further. Now, I'm sorry to say the main lifts are out of use today. They're not being serviced. We've just got a school party in from Chaversham, and the head teacher has slipped us a tenner each to trap the little brats between floors. <laughs> a relief to everyone, I should hope. Now, it is a rather exciting day for us here at the Museum of Everything. everything. Not only because some new exhibits have just arrived, bringing us ever closer to having everything, everything. but also because the wonderful gift, gift shop. shop has just taken receipt of a new batch of DVD videos all about us here at the museum. Yes, the making of the walking with the museum of everything. (laughs) With beasts. (laughs) Available now. Indeed, it seems we are destined to be famous. Celebrity guides immortalised on the small screen. So, for those who wish to take any pictures, please do so now. Let's just get it out of the way. Get the pictures done. <laughs> that all of them? Right. Cheers, Cheers Anne. Please, following me to the East Lawn, where you can see the remains of the trebuchet catapult that my great-great-aunt used to gain access to the upper floors of Bagshot Grange before we had the staircase built. (laughs) She would literally fling herself in her nightie towards her bedroom window and nine times out of ten land safely in her bed on the third floor. You can still see the missing gargoyle head on the west turret... One of her overshots, I'm afraid, that and the shattered buttress on the lakeside wall, which was her undoing, after a particularly good lunch with the Bishop of Farnham. Now, the East Lawn was landscaped in 1743 by a Frenchman, hence the vulgarity of the herbaceous border, and the hedging in the shape of a whore's skirt. Please don't take cuttings from the rhododendron. As you will see, many of you are of the foreign persuasion, and I really don't want Asian tree flu introduced to the garden, thank you. 
Ah, now this is the famous Bagshot Rose. It is a drab, petalless flower with a musty, civet-like smell and the most enormous and revolting stamen. Properties it shares with our gardener. <laughs> Mr. Um, Gardener. Ah, in fact, here he comes now, pushing a wheelbarrow with what looks like an old cabbage in it, but it isn't. It is, in fact, my husband, Geoffrey. <laughs> Hello, dear. Doing the tour of the gardens, are we? Geoffrey, don't interrupt. Uh, Mr. Gardener, did you have time to embed broken glass in the orchard wall, as I asked? Yes. Children do not touch apples now. <laughs> Indeed not. I can't see them scrumping with lacerated hands. Can you, Mr. Gardner? No. <laughs> they are only children, dear. Children today, Geoffrey, but what about tomorrow, eh? Slightly older children. Exactly. Cider-crazed young adults bent on the bagshot Bramley and the feel of an older woman, Geoffrey. Well, not without their fingers, they won't. <laughs> now... Mr. Gardner, why don't you explain to our visitors what you've been up to with the ladies from the Bagshot Flower Arranging Society? Seriously? Yes, we're very proud. Okay. I blind Mrs. Fennick from post office. She say fennel is a herb. She know nothing. Yes, but apart from poking Mrs. Fennick in the eye with the pruning shears... I grow Mr. Jeffrey's award-winning sweet peas. Yeah, lovely flower, the old sweet pea. Uh, so vibrant and pretty. Yes, plus give me good cover for both sides of driveway. Can triangulate rifle shot and create, how you say, a kill zone. Yes. Mr. Gardner came to us under something of a cloud from the former Yugoslavia. He was, um, what was it again? Sniper. Yes, a sniper, yes. But a man with a kill count as high as Mr. Gardner's, he's a dab hand with a pair of secateurs. Mrs. Fennick from post office, she found out how good I am. Yes, um, sometimes I think the leap from trained assassin to rural horticulturalist is a bit much for him, but he does his best, and being an unregistered one, we can pay him two pounds a day. Any complaints, and we phone the war crimes tribunal at The Hague, don't we, Mr. Gardner? Bastard bloody crows! Yes, I'm sorry you had to see that, but that's gardening for you. I say, dear, if the tour's nearly over, is there any way I could go back up to the house? It's, it's just the cold is rather getting through to the old bones. Oh, well, it's Mr. Gardner's wheelbarrow. Let's see if he's willing to trundle you up there, Geoffrey. It's a long way. No, I have to pick up a two-ton manure and move to near a kitchen. Oh, it's just that the, the legs start to ache a bit in the damp, you know. Just pop him on the lawn, Gardner. He's proved time and time again that his arms are perfectly fine and he can crawl if he has to. <laughs> With any luck, the peacock won't attempt another topping, but he will wear turquoise. Follow me. Oh, get it off me! Get it off me! Oh, oh. oh Jeffrey, fight it off if you don't like it. <laughs> of hallucinogenic drugs exhibition is now open in the gallery with like really big spiders yeah I got my face man that is freaky deaky dude on the fourth floor excuse me my good man yes sir mm. I was wondering if you could be of assistance you see my wife and I Yes, my wife and I were curious as to whether this was the correct location for the exhibition of Turkish art. Yes, or a thousand years of Turkish art and culture just in here. 
Oh, good, good, very, very good. <laughs> now my wife and I... Hello! Yes, my wife and I would like to know whether within said Turkish art exhibition there is indeed a section on the tradition of Turkish baths. I ask not for myself, you understand, but for my wife. Ding dong! <laughs> well, I imagine there well may be some depictions of Turkish baths, yes, sir. Oh, good, good, very, very good. <laughs> so, my wife would be able to view images of an authentic Turkish bath house, and in particular therein, the steam room. Steamy! <laughs> yes, sir. Mm. The steam room and plunge pool. Plungey. Probably, sir, yeah. The steam room, plunge pool, and marbled massage slab, upon which rests a young Turkish gentleman, absolutely naked and oiled. Oily. That is a possibility, sir. Oh, good, good, very, very good. You see, my wife and I... Yahoo! Yes, my wife and I. Well, it's more my wife, really. Saucy! But, well, oh, it's bound to come out sooner or later. I will be frank. I wish to unburden myself man to man. My wife has needs. Needy! Yes, she is a woman of specific tastes and refinements. And, oh, how could I put this for the sake of delicacy? When it comes to Turkey, my wife is most fond of a certain kind of kebab. <laughs> you get my meaning. Not exactly, sir. Oh, don't make me say it. My wife would like to see... Please don't make me say it. She would like to see... Buttocks! Big Turkish men's buttocks! Oiled up, swarthy buttocks! Hairy bum! Hairy bum bum! She must die on the finest man cheeks! Turkish delight! Buttocks! 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 Cool! Right, in that case, sir, I think you probably want to try our oiled-up buttocks gallery, eh? <laughs> Just down the corridor on the left there. Oh, good, good, very, very good. <laughs> Hi, can I get an audio guide, please? Certainly, sir, there you go. Thank you for choosing the museum audio guide. The tour starts on your left. The first painting in the gallery is by Georges Seurat. Painted in 1888, it is a fine example of the painter's neo-impressionist technique. The practice of applying tiny dots... Hang on, that bloke's looking at you. What? Over there, by the Monet. He's looking at you like you're something he trod in. I wouldn't say that if I was you. Is this broken? On your right now, you'll see a work by Goya. It dates from 1820 and is acknowledged to be one of the artist's best. He's doing it again. Huh? He's looking at you. He's taking a mick now. You want to sort him out? He's having a right old Steffi Graf. What? Laugh. <laughs> you could take him. All right, he's a fairly big fella, but he's out of shape. Go for the eyes. I'll do that SES thing where you push your nose up into the brain. <laughs> this can't be right. Moving on now, we see a landscape painting by Nicolas Poussin. It was commissioned by King Louis XIII and depicts a scene... Right, we're just behind him now. Go on, do him. Do him. You can use that vase over there. The, the Ming Dynasty Yeah, one. whatever. Come on. What are you waiting for? I don't want to. Why, oh, you're a wimp. Come on, he's making you look a right monkey. Come on, fight, 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 fight. All fight. right, all right, all right. Um, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, yes? Were you looking at me? Uh, no, I don't think so. Right, because my audio guide said you were. <laughs> Your audio guide? Look, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but, um, 
You weren't looking at me. No, I was just listening to my own audio guide. Sorry. The next bit's about to start. There, I told you he'd come over if you looked at him enough. Now kiss him. No, shut up. Go on, kiss him. You know you want to. No. Kiss him, kiss him. Oh, kiss him, go on, kiss him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a visitor announcement. Hello, um, I'm a visitor. <laughs> it's, it's nice here. I, I, I lost a glove, but it's still good. Hi, Mum. That was a visitor announcement. <laughs> Son, I put the kettle on if you want a cup of tea. Uh, uh, uh. Coffee then. Oh, it's so frustrating. I'm confused. Oh, not another part work magazine collection, son. Brain so, Mum, but this one's doing my fragile knotting. <laughs> oh, son, why'd you fall for them every time? What life-size magazine part work collection have they got you building now? It's a life-size magazine part work collection, assembly itself, magazine part work collection. <laughs> Enjoy collecting and assembling magazine partwork collections, then you're going to love the Collection Build Your Own Magazine Partwork Partwork Magazine Collection. Part one of this exciting new Partwork Magazine Collection comes with part one of this exciting new Partwork Magazine. And a ring-bound ring binder for your collection of ring-bound magazine ring binders. Start collecting magazine partwork partwork magazine today. This amazing new Partwork magazine, Magazine Partwork, comes week by week until the end of time itself. Part 4 comes with a gun in case it all gets too much, for the introductory price of just £6. Regular price, anything we tell you, because you're weak. You are weak, and your weakness is our strength. Do you hear? We own you, and you are weak. Start your Partwork magazine collection today, and we'll send you this accompanying magazine explaining how the Partwork of Partworks was made. Free Partwork magazine, Partwork, Partwork magazine, only with issue 1. Remember, you are weak, and we can destroy you at will. Hello, and welcome to the Museum of Everything Film Institute. <laughs> Next week, I'll be in discussion with Gwyneth Paltrow and asking her to shut up. But to my guest this week, journalist, critic, film historian, raconteur, the man I'm talking to tonight is, in my view, the most important figure working in film today. It is, of course, me. <laughs> hello, me. Tom, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, Tom. And can I say what a pleasure it is to be talking to myself today? Yes, Tom, you can. <laughs> <laughs> So perhaps you could start by telling me what my life is like as a film critic. Well, Tom, as you know, I love film. I breathe film. I eat film. I sleep film. And where do you live? Fulham. <laughs> Fascinating. So, for anyone out there that would like to be an arty film critic like what we are, have you any suggestions? Yes, Tom, I do. <laughs> The most important thing is to have opinions that are willfully contrary. If everyone else thinks a film is good, you can't. And vice versa. Quite. Mm. <laughs> For instance, I think that Citizen Keane is rubbish, but that Sliding Doors is brilliant. <laughs> really 
funny and not at all mind-numbingly tedious. Well, I'm sure people have had enough of us going on like a pair of pretentious tossers. Being paired to tosser pretentious. <laughs> so, I understand I've chosen a clip for us tonight. Um, it's one of my favourites, too. It's from the end of The Sixth Sense, where we find out that Bruce Willis has been dead all along. Tom, I knew that was the twist from the start, because I'd made someone tell me, in case I was disappointed by the brilliant twist. And then I was. I know. I hate film. Me too. I hate film. Let's take a look at the clip. I normally say that. Sorry. Let's take a look at the clip. Yippee-ki-yay, mother ghost hunters! Tom, thank you for being here with me tonight. Tom, it's been my pleasure. No mind. 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 <laughs> All right, Doreen, what's on the menu today? Shepherd's pie, my lover. Ta. Oh, here comes the curator. Don't often see him in the canteen. What's his name again? It's gravelly-voiced American singer-songwriter Tom Waits. <laughs> All right, Mr. Waits. Well, hello there, Doreen. I just thought I'd come on down and have me a cup of cold black coffee and a slice of warmed-over pity on the side. Is Shepherd's pie today, my love? I knew a shepherd once. He only had the one eye and a... Tendency towards excessive kleptomania, but he made a he made a good living herding lost metropolitan sheep from the back seats of a broken down Buick. Do you want Treacle Sponge as well? Treacle Sponge. That was the name of a stripper I knew once in Sheboygan. She had a wooden leg, plus the two you normally expect. She kept it by the door and used it to open the ceiling vent in her aluminum trailer home when the days got lang and hot. My Trevor's always going on about buying a caravan. Does he have a wooden leg? No, but he's a martyr to his shingles. Treacle was blind in one eye and couldn't see out of the other. She was saving up buttons to send her half-midget brother to veterinary school in Wyoming. Yeah, of course, Treagle never knew. You couldn't pay for an education with even the fanciest of buttons. Also, they don't teach veterinary skills in Wyoming. And she didn't have a brother, midget or otherwise. She was, as I may have mentioned. Blind in one eye, couldn't see out the other, my love. Yeah, you know her, do you? Oh, yeah. You put her on pot washing Mondays to Thursdays. Oh, yeah. Well, give her my love and this button. Do my love. Cheers, Anne. Thanks and cheers. Oh, this food's worse than the potty melted norm. Do <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a visitor announcement. If there is a doctor in the building, could you make yourself known to a member of staff? It's just I've got this rash on my. Thank you. <laughs> Right, cheers and thanks then, cheers, cheers and thanks, thanks then, cheers. Then, cheers. cheers. So, as we mentioned earlier, we do have a new DVD video on sale in the gift, gift shop. And the DVD was actually produced with lottery money. One a tenner on a scratch card. Yeah. <laughs> but despite the low budget, it was very professionally made indeed. It's actually produced by the same people who do well. What do they do? 
lunch in the canteen. Oh, yeah, Doreen, yeah, yeah. Well, so don't be alarmed if your coffee contains traces of ratatouille or a smear of cauliflower cheese. cheese. Anyway, sales have been regrettably a little slow so far. Slow as in we haven't sold any at all. So the management have asked us to give you a sneak preview to try and whet your appetite. It's presented by a celebrity. From off of local radio station Plebster FM. So, sit back and enjoy. Cheers, Anne. Cheers, Anne. Hi there. I'm Mike Jebster, the best in Plebster. You probably know me from my wacky breakfast show, described by the Plebster Argus as like a poor man's Chris Boyles. <laughs> Which in my book is the greatest compliment a human being can be paid. <laughs> this is the making of the walking with the Museum of Everything with Beasts, colon, behind the magic. <laughs> Got, need, need, got, got, need. Oh, hello. You just caught me looking through some of the many artefacts here at the Museum of Everything. <laughs> it's fascinating and not in any way boring, as I thought it was before they paid me to do this video. <laughs> Ka-ching. <laughs> I met up with the man who built the museum, Icelandic conceptual artist, Bash. Bash, how do you pronounce your surname? <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, it's spelled but it's pronounced Great. Bash, how the billy ocean can you build a museum that contains everything? Well, it was a massive challenge. I said to myself, Bash, this place is going to have to be two things. One, very, and two, big. It must have taken hours to yes. build. Well, I did have one terrible moment when the museum trustees pointed out that any museum that contained everything would, of course, have to actually contain a museum of everything. That is deep. Now, I must confess, at that point, I did get a nosebleed. Sabash, <laughs> so, I'm sure everyone's wondering, where exactly is the Museum of Everything? Infinity. Wow, a, a sort of metaspatial, borderless universe. No, Infinity. It's a small village just outside Bristol. <laughs> Bash, hombre, finally, I've got to ask, does the museum contain literally everything? That depends on how you define the word literally. Well, um, in its literal sense. Well, that's a very literal way of looking at things. I prefer to look at it laterally. So, does it contain everything laterally? Literally, yes. <laughs> Philosophically? Who knows? Allegorically? A raven wearing a crown. Bash, you're a card. Now, who recognises this voice? The museum is now open. We've all heard the museum's announcements giving us information, and in my case, requesting that I move away from the door of the ladies' toilets. <laughs> what do they get up to in there? Call in and let us know. Seriously, I'd be fascinated. <laughs> but who's the person behind the museum's announcements? Well, it turns out it's not a person after all. I'll let this guy explain. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Rusty Waters. Uh, I'm head of the museum's virtual reality department. Um, what we did for the announcements was to take Jane, who does the museum announcements, and then using computer technology, we digitally recreated an exact replica of her voice. Amazing. And so what was the point of doing that? Uh, I don't know, but it was kind of fun. <laughs> Isn't it phenomenally expensive? Yeah, about 400,000 pounds a second. So about the cost of a plumber, then. <laughs> uh. 
So what kind of program do you use? Well, it's a cutting-edge voice technology developed by the CIA. They, they use it on Look Who's Talking and uh, those freaky insurance adverts where the baby's lips move. <laughs> Creepy. Anyway, let me show you how we do it. Uh, Jane, can you say something, please? The museum is now open. Okay, so we just feed that into the computer. It should sound like this. The museum is now open. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think I pressed the wrong button. I'm learning so much here. It's like going back to school, but without the bullying that marred my education and turned me into what my headmaster described as a troubled and introspective loner. Which, in my book, is the second greatest compliment a human being can be paid. Let's head down to reception now. John and George are the museum guides. They agreed to talk to me over a cup of Bovril and a Scotch egg. Yeah, we do have visitors from all over the world, which, of course, is a tremendous responsibility. Yeah, we can now say, I don't know, in 28 different languages. Loja de presente. That's Portuguese for gift shop. Mm. Uh, Thus far, we've not found we need anything more than that, really. Would you like another scotch egg? Thank you, no. Any more, and I'll be physically sick. Oh, you are? So, is it a fun place to work? No. No. Really, I'm, I'm more of a books man. You know, I did apply to join the Library of All, but I, uh, I got turned down on account of my small hands. Yeah, I had the same trouble at the Total Garage. Uh, <laughs> or the Garage of Totality, as I call it. It has got a bit better, though, since the curator was replaced by the American singer-songwriter Mr. Tom Waits. I like to think I bring a certain managerial flair to the Museum of Everything on a... On a Wednesday, the carnival comes to the Starf Canteen, and uh, a one-eyed Ezekiel, the Romanian juggler, tosses hot cornbread in the smoke-filled air and sings songs from the books of A.A. Milne. (laughs) Not the ones you'd know, some of his private work. (laughs) The Eeyore spin-off trilogy, if you get my drift. And that goes down well, does it? Keeps morale up and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah, that and the hot creme de menthe on draft and the staff outings of the glass eye factory on the outskirts of a town called Dignity in a county called Sussex. (laughs) So, we've met the staff, but what about the visitors? We asked the members of the public their opinions. I thought the idea of an infinite museum that contains everything was kind of interesting. I mean, we have bigger ones at home. No, I didn't like it, but then I'm a Virgo. Typical. My husband liked it, but then he's a Scorpio. Typical. I think it's good, good, very, very good. Well, we're almost at the end of the making of the Walking with the Museum of Everything with Beasts, colon, behind the magic, dash, uncut. And I've had more fun than the time I went to Chris Boyles' house and he described me as an intruder who's frightening my family. (laughs) Which in my book is the third greatest compliment a human being can be paid. But I know what you're all thinking. Museums are okay, but why aren't there more stunts like in those big Hollywood films? (laughs) Well, now there are. Are you okay, Klaus? You're better! Walleye Klaus is a personal friend of the curator and he's now going to drive over ten double-decker buses. I don't know much, but I know I love the Museum of Everything. And that may be all that I need to know.
That was the Museum of Everything, written and performed by Marcus Brigstock, Danny Robbins and Dan Texel with Lucy Montgomery. Original music by Dominic Haslam and Ben Walker. The producer was Alex Walsh-Taylor. closed.